the ladies soccer and MLB edition of the bottom line bombs on the sports gaming podcast network is brought to you by our Patreon. So score exclusive perks and content available only to our patrons at sports backslash Patreon. And with that, we are back with music. I got queued ready to roll. Yes, welcome back to the Bottom Line Bombs. I am CJ Sullivan. I am back in the studio here in Eagle Rock, California, Los Angeles, California, where it is hot. Back from the road, 10 days in the road in the Midwest, where it was also hot. It's hot everywhere. Um, so now I'm back to my normal problems, like finding out how to quote, tweet, Twitter. Um... So let me just do this. Let me send a link and hear it back. It was a great time out on the road. I did one, only did one show last week. Sorry. It is the, uh, you know what I mean? It's the tough times. The, uh, the dog days of the summer is, is he? I caught Cubs game out in Chicago. That was something. They lost, of course. Um, I'll get to that. Uh, <laughs> Why is this? Why does it even look like that? Anyway, um, let me just close this off. I should I should have started the stopwatch. I did not. God, I, I can't do anything right. But I'm here. Anyway, I am here. Back focused on you. I did one show. It was raw. I just listened to it on the way here this morning. <laughs> I I I do usually listen to my shows afterwards uh, to put me to sleep at night. Be honest with you, my voice puts me to sleep for some reason. Um, but I was like, "Well, how did that show go last week?" And it was fine. We had some winners. We'll get into that. We'll get into the British show. It was my British Open show. Um, and it was in Chicago. It was a little raw. I didn't uh, produce it as well as I thought. I, I was going. I wrote down all the timestamps for the bomb sound effects, like these, the theme song, and uh, I couldn't get it done. But it was so time sensitive. I said, fuck it. My fans will understand if I just put it out there, raw feed, man in a box style, bottom line bombs without anything, just my voice like this being loud on a microphone, giving out picks with bits. And that's what I do every every week here live at noon Pacific, although it's one o'clock Pacific. <laughs> I'm getting moved around. And I'll mention that as well, by the way. Fans. I'm trying to build a live audience. Uh, it's hard to build a live audience, uh, consistent fan base when you keep getting switched times. Now I feel like some sick comic gets moved around. I was on, uh, thank God it's Thursday or laugh out loud Wednesday. Then you put it to Friday. But that's not important. My fans are my fans. And come football season, we're going to move, we're going to be moving earlier on. And probably possibly dates because football obviously is the heavy season here on the sports game podcast network. They're doing team previews all year round. Um, so th- because they're doing team previews, I'm which they just did. I, I moved back an hour for this month. I usually do noon Pacific. Now I'm doing one o'clock Pacific live, which we are doing one Monday, July 24th right now is the date. Um, but come football season, Good news, East Coasters. I'm going to start a little earlier. 
I'm going to get in a nice Monday morning show. I think around 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, so you get that lunch hour Eastern. Uh, we're going to do a Thursday show because it's Thursday night football. Then I can preview the weekend then, and uh, we'll see. We'll make it all official as we get down to it. But right now, um, not much to uh, change other than we're probably moving it back from noon to one just so to get the team previews in there. But anyway, we are coming down to it. Football soon. But it's all right. We still got a lot of things to do. We have the golf. We talked about that. That's the last of the finals of the British Open. I'll, I'll recap that in a little bit. Um, the Women's Soccer Cup, Ladies Soccer Cup, that started off. I'm going to go out a few bombs for that. If you look at the old uh, thumbnail, he created Lady Luck there, old Vicky kicking the ball, Vegas Vicky kicking the ball in the net. And a couple baseball bombs. Uh, well, actually, just one uh, that we like for today. Um, but like I said, we're back from the road. I did a Chicago episode. Uh, went to Wrigley Field. Went to the Cubs game. They have an amazing sports book there at DraftKings that doesn't have a fucking license yet. Why would they open? Because it's all big sports bar. It's a huge sports bar. and But they don't have their gaming license yet. It's just, it's insane. Good luck in Chicago with that. God damn, everything is taxes and you have to pay off people. Every single thing is on the take there. But it is pretty impressive, and it's right there attached to Wrigley Field. So I saw the Cubs Nationals. I didn't want to see them play the Red Sox because, God forbid, I go there and see all those fans. So I'm catching Nationals, and uh, they I just got made fun of by uh, Sean Green, the CEO, and Colby D. Picks Sunday. Oh, you paid to see the Nationals? No, I didn't. Actually, I paid twice. So, yeah, I did pay. I paid to see the Nationals play the Cubs, and then I also paid because I bet on the Cubs, and they lost. <laughs> but they did well versus the Cardinals. Anyway, and then we went up to Wisconsin. Man, my I, I just listened to the Chicago episode, and I was talking about how hard it was. Not how hard it was. It was just difficult because I don't drink anymore, and Chicago's an alcoholic city. That's true. But Wisconsin is an alcoholic state. My God. Because I went from Chicago to Milwaukee, took the train up there to do shows all weekend with TJ Miller at the Improv in Brookfield, which is like 20 minutes outside of Milwaukee. Uh, it was great. Shows were great. Shout out to everyone who came out to those shows, even though it was the summertime. In the summertime, if you don't know, in those cities, those cold cities in the Midwest, like Chicago, Milwaukee, and those places, you aren't doing anything indoors in the summer because you just escaped from prison. Of 10 degree weather for 19 months. There's 19 months of winter a year there. So then the first second it gets warm, it is a jailbreak. And you are not going inside for anything. So we went out, uh, but people did come out. And, they, and there's always a fest. Like they said, in Chicago, there's some country fest and the street fest. And you're parked illegally over this beer fest. And in Milwaukee, like, oh, last week was Harley Davidson fest. Everyone was at. And then there was a uh, some other fucking country fest. There was always a country fest. Jason Aldean was there. We went up against Jason Aldean during our shows, and he he couldn't be hotter right now for parlaying his ra- his racism into hits in the in the box office. So we'll get into that. We tried that in a small town, as we said. Ah, bottom line, bomb fest. Captain Insano, welcome to the show. Thank you. Come on in. Good to have you back here. It is a bottom line bomb fest. Um, 
The Jason Aldean. That's hilarious. So I don't know. Get in that story already. It's just a it's a funny controversy. Well, first of all, I, I listened to the song. I'll talk about it. Why not? I'm like, all right, what's going on here? Oh, it's being racist. This video is racist, and it is whatever. But it's country music. What do you what do you expect? It works. Morgan Whalen or Waller, whatever the fuck his name is. Drops the N-word three or four times. He sells out arenas. He sold out SoFi the other day. Jesus. He's, he, he knows his audience. Try that in a small town. Like he's from a small town. Where the fuck is your mansion at, Aldine? <laughs> but then you listen to the song, and it's horrible. I'm like, what, what, are we even, what are we even talking about here? What do you guys care? It's a terrible country song. Not that I like country. As I've gotten older, though, I've kind of gotten into, you know, you get to the old country and all that stuff. The new country is all bad. But then, like, some of that country is like, oh, this is awful. And, and now Dean's some of that awful country. But I don't know, getting worked up about a song, about that shit, who cares? Especially when it's so obvious what he's doing. Just pushing into that fear, like, <laughs> of, uh, of fucking revenge. Like, I don't think they're making a Charles Bronson movie. Try that in my town. I'm going to Swayze next to Kin movie. Anyway, let's not talk about that. Let's uh, get into the show. I'll talk a little more about Wisconsin and um, the sobriety that I had to get through of Chicago. It was a long 10 days on the road, as you can tell, as I'm all over the place. Already talking about Jason Aldean somehow. That's how that's how it's got to me. But uh, today we'll talk about the Lady Soccer Cup, uh, baseball bombs. It's a man in a box, of course. A man in a box office special segment we're going to be doing for the old uh, Barbenheimer. But first, let me tell you about the, the Sports Gaming Podcast Patreon. Do your part. In the war against corporate gambling and sign up for the SGP Patreon. Tons of exclusive content, contests, and merch just for our patrons. Plus a monthly SGP Stories podcast, an ad-free, uncensored show highlighting the best stories from decades of being the gens. There's even a Discord channel just for patrons. The Sports Gaming Podcast Patreon is a great way to score exclusive perks and support SGPN. SportsGamingPodcast.com backslash Patreon. That's sportsgamingpodcast.com backslash Patreon. Now that's an advertisement I can get behind. I will be all over that Patreon. I will be giving you content and, and stories that uh, just didn't quite make it to the air. Not that, I, not that I censor myself on here, but I, you know, I just keep talking. I'm like, oh, I don't have time for that. There's been stories I haven't gotten to because I just can't stop talking. I'm the man in the box, as we say. So, yeah, definitely get into that Patreon. Um, yeah, like I said, I was back on the road uh, in Wisconsin. They drink heavily in Wisconsin. Seven of the top ten binge-drinking cities in America are in Wisconsin. We're in Milwaukee was one of them. There's no real answer why either. People are like, ah, it's cold up there. Yeah, it's cold everywhere. It's cold in a lot of places. It's cold in Minnesota. They, you don't see them popping up on it. Like, well, we got German ancestry. And even Germany's like, keep us out of this. Fucking cheeseheads. I think the reason why is, one, they're very proud of their drinking in Wisconsin. They're happy. They're so happy. They're Midwest nice, you know? They're very polite. 
So much so you think they're fucking with you. And as far as the, uh, the top 10 drink, I think it's because they just answer those like surveys honestly because they're so fucking polite. You know how you're supposed to lie to a doctor when you go to a doctor? How much do you drink? Oh, you know, a couple a week, whatever. Not too much, doc. And the doctor just assumes you're lying and ups it a little bit. That's what they do, but they answer it honestly. Okay, two to four a week, four to six, or drink till the shed's empty. Let's try that. Let's let's fill in our own answers. We can't lie. Can't lie to the Census Bureau of State shaming. That's for sure. <laughs> They're just so nice about it. Good old Wisconsin. They have crazy drinking laws there. A DUI in, in Wisconsin, your first DUI, it's like a parking ticket. It's like 50 bucks. You know, not even a nothing, no other penalty. It's like, it's like a rite of passage out there. Well, welcome to Wisconsin. You're going to get your DUI. Pop your cherry. They were one of the last states to go under uh, age to go to 21 for legal drinking age like, as a federal thing. It was like 1989 or something crazy like that where they finally went from 18 to 21. And it's only because <clears throat> the federal government had to threaten, like, Funding their highways, <laughs> like, like, you, like we, we we're not even going to give you government funding for roads if you don't p- play ball. We're like, all right, but we're not charging for DUIs. Here's a fun fact as well: if you're in Wisconsin, if you're under 21 and you're out with your family, they you they can legally serve you alcohol if your parents are at the table. What a great st- law that is. The parents definitely know better than uh, <laughs> than states' regulations or doctors, for sure. Being out of the fucking... Yeah, we'll start off with some deep-fried cheese here. A lot of cheese, deep-fried food, as Captain Insano says. We'll start with some calamari for the table and a round of Jager bombs. Because little Timmy hit a home run today, didn't you? First home run. Susie learned how to ride a bike. Got her a blowjob shot. She's going to love it. Anyway, fun place. And I had, uh, <laughs> good Lord. JC from KC, welcome with the C Generous. That's right. Absolutely. Um, if you did listen to the Chicago show, uh, you saw a cameo, especially if you're on YouTube, by a naked Irishman named Nolan. Noli, who owns who owns the best bar in Chicago, the Galway Bay. I was staying at his place. Shout out to Noli for putting me on all week. He, but he is he's a lot to handle. He's an animal. So much so where he took a train up to Milwaukee, unbeknownst to me, to come to the show. And uh, he's like a fucking zoo animal out in the loose. I couldn't control him. He's back in the kitchen at a club. I mean, it was a lot. <laughs> um. It was a lot, but I love Nolan. He was out there and uh, he was getting hammered. TJ got hammered. And then they, and so everyone's getting hammered and here I am not drinking. And they actually says to me afterwards, like, what, what's in it for you? Watching us get fucking wrecked like this. Cause everyone's getting wrecked. Like, how do you do this? How do you hang around drunks when you're not drinking? And I think my best analogy is that it's kind of like the movie, uh, Back to the Future 2, not drinking, around being around drunks. 
It's the same movie as Back to the Future 1, but just you see it from a different angles, different perspectives. It's not as good as the first one. The first Back to the Future is a classic. That's drinking. That's the best. Back to the Future 2, when you're sober, you're seeing the same movie, but like, you know, from up top on a roof or some weird other angle, and you see it from a, outside, like outside of your person. You go, oh, wow, it's completely different from over here. It's not as good, but it's different, and you have to do it because you can't just keep rewatching the same movie. If that makes any sense. Anyway. Oh, it's Serial. Welcome to the the chat room. He said, I thought you were hanging at Northwestern. (laughs) That was interesting. That was fun. I did some Northwest. So I did Northwestern material in Chicago, basically for my man in the box here. Um, And it did well in Chicago because they were from Wisconsin. Didn't like it as much for some reason. I already told you my take on Northwest. That that's getting deeper and deeper. Now they're starting to fire the assistants. It goes. It, it's just. It's just hilarious. It just. That's just summed up so quickly. My favorite part about the whole Northwestern scandal was the fact that they thought they could get away with it because they thought they were a football school. You know what I mean? They're like, yep, yeah, we did our investigation. Turns out Fitzgerald didn't know anything about it. No big deal. Two week suspension, and we should move on to the season. All right, ready, guys? Yeah, no, not at all. You guys are not a football school. You're a journalism school. You're known for journalism. You have 10,000 Woodward and Bernsteins on campus who hate football and they love journalism. You're fucked. They're going to find out. The coach knew. You don't, like I said, Northwestern, you don't win enough to pull that bullshit off. That's Penn State material, okay? Let those schools get away with that. <laughs> I said that on stage in Wisconsin. <laughs> That's Penn State. They just start moaning. I don't mean to Sandusky stuff, but I guess I do. The old horse fucking. So that made me do Jerry Sandusky bits. My favorite Jerry Sandusky. My favorite thing about the Jerry. Well, since I'm talking about it, I'm really, I'm really. <laughs> I honestly, guys, I will get to the show. And the show is British Open recap. Lady Soccer Cup, World Cup bombs, and baseball bombs, and a man in the box. But since you guys brought up Jerry Sandusky, <laughs> I like blaming other people, too. It's just me in this box talking. Since you brought it up. No, you brought it up in the comments. You brought up Northwestern, so I got to it. This I'm blaming Serial for this, this take right here. But uh, my favorite thing during the Jerry Sandusky thing was uh, during the trial, he was, like, doing interviews with, like, Bob Costas. He would call in to shows. And like, well, this is strange. Lawyers don't normally uh, allow their client to do TV interviews during their trial because it's only going to hurt you no matter what you say. But his lawyer is like, ah, fuck it. Jerry, you want to talk? Go ahead. You're you're going to jail. I mean, you're guilty. Nobody is on your side. So if you want to do an interview with Casas, go right ahead. Who cares? This is your last chance to be on TV and talk. And then he went out there and he tried the old horseplay defense. <laughs> That's a good one. Todd Moore says Shrek's list better than the Sandusky list. You're right. Shrek's list, good, clean, good, clean, fat guy fun. But then remember Sandusky's like, yeah, I was just doing, what happened when I saw you in the shower with those kids? It's like, oh, I was just doing horseplay. Horseplay? No, Jerry, that was man play. That was man on boy play. As a matter of fact, we would have rather of you fucked a horse. 
We wish you did horse. We wish you did man play on a horse than horse play on a boy. Because because we all know you can't rape a horse. If you're having if you're fucking a horse, the horse is letting you. Okay. If the horse doesn't want you, <laughs> if the horse doesn't want you to be on it, it'll let you know. Okay. It'll let you know if it's not in the mood. Jerry. Anyway, like I said, I blame cereal for that take. I didn't. I didn't want to get that dirty into the show, but but uh, I don't know. That's that's what happens sometimes here in the bottom line bonds with the degenerates. All right, let's get into the show because this is this is definitely getting this definitely got derailed. See what Northwestern does in these comments. I like blaming anything, but anything but me. Let me, let me get these comments off the board. It's already distracting me. You guys, you guys are sickos for allowing me to say that stuff. Um. Anyway. British Open happened over the weekend. Brian Harmon hit at 120 to 1, and I'm going to be sick. Brian Harmon's a guy we gave out. A lot of golf gambling uh, was on Brian Harmon, not, not for the British Open, but for the last like month or so because he's been playing well. And then we kind of just got off him because he hasn't been doing anything. And then, he, of course, he comes back a couple weeks later and he wins the British Open. He dominated. Little man dominated because someone said he didn't have the stones. What's up with that, that British Open? Uh, crowd, the audience—they like they like an old-fashioned heck. They they they, uh, they flat out openly root for their guys, like Fleetwood and who we gave out, by the way. Oh, by the way, I should take a—we did hit a couple bombs. Let me do a little cash registering thing as I do as I go back to the soundboard here. We hit uh, we hit Tommy Fleetwood top ten two seventy five, and we hit Cam Young plus five fifty top ten. If you are listening to the British Open, the British Open version of the they barely snuck in the top ten. Too, Tommy Fleetwood led after the first day. Then he fucking was five under, and he finished four under. He he had a birdie eighteen just to get in the top ten. We barely snuck that in there. And Cam Young, Jesus, he almost fell, fell over too. But we got there, so we'll take it. And then, but Brian Harmon took home the claret jug of the Open. Like I said, I do not call it the Open. Called the band, the damn British Open. Um, yesterday with that weather, that was whole. Whew, that was British Open weather right there. So that de- that denied all the uh, like any of the distance off the tee. Jason Day said it takes like forty yards off the tee. He also said if he was planning his death day, he wanted weather like that. <laughs> A little dramatic, but I like. It. That was one of those sports. The British Open, if you didn't catch it, it started late at night. It's one of those cokehead. This is the season of the cokehead sports, too. You have the British Open. You have, like, the Tour de France. You don't even know if these things are happening. Are these things happening? Are they real life? Who won that Tour de France? Jonas Vingegaard. They they just report that. Back-to-back Tour de France winners. What? When did that happen? Happened at four in the morning, I guess. They they just show footage that French Open. I mean, they could be showing shit from 1985. You want to talk about faking the moon landing? I think they fake this fucking French this Tour de France French Open, the Tour de France every year. Who knows if this is shit's real? Then they just report these names that win. Miguel Indurain. He won for eight years in a row. Greg LeMond, he won six years in a row. Lance Armstrong, 12-year, 12 12-time 12 winner. 
He sues everybody. There's a documentary, by the way, that broke down Lance Armstrong about that girl, Betsy, whatever, took him out. It's pretty great. Pretty great stuff. Check that out. I think it's on Netflix. Um, it's psychopath. Anyway, uh, then you have, the, and then, of course, the lady soccer, which I'll get into after the break. There's also happening. That, that time zone, who, who knows what's going on with that? You'll have a game at 3 a.m., 8 o'clock at night, noon. Like It is 24 hours going on there in Australia. But the British Open... That started like 4 a.m. Eastern, not even 1 a.m. Eastern. The bad ones. And the, the real ones were starting around 5. And then I traveled all day yesterday. And so I caught a little bit of that at the airport. I'm like, well, this is over. Harmon just kept birdieing. He, re- he was kind of a jerk about things. Non-competitive. But a lot of good top 10s hit. So anyway, the cocaine sports. <laughs> Oh man, I I really got I really fucking I really turned left on this on this road. This is what happens during the low days of the summer here, end of July, early August, right before football. I start talking horse sex. I start talking uh, conspiracy of bicycle rides, cokehead viewing. It happens. So congratulations to Brian Arman and Jonas Vindergaard. Here's a problem with the British Open as well. I had Brooks Kepka in a matchup. I didn't give that one out. I, we hit our top tens, that's, which is great. It's an easy tournament to quit on, which is great because Max Homa came in. Max Homa hit a top ten. Even Brooks Kepka called him a quitter. But like that shit with the with the, with the rough, what comes up to your legs and those bunkers, you got like putt out of. Like once once it goes bad for you, like you can easily say, fuck this. I am not playing this shit anymore. And so if you're someone like Brooks Kepka, who realizes he's not gonna win, he's gonna he's gonna fold up shop. And that's exactly what he did. Like cost me. I had him versus Cam Smith, but eh, anyway, what are you gonna do? Um I'm still looking at this hundred. I mean, this <laughs> Tour de France thing. I don't. I don't. I don't believe the Tour de France happened. How about that? I still don't really understand the rules of Tour de France. I know it's stages and there's mountain stages and yellow. I think it's still going, but yet he's still the winner. Like ah, you go at the yellow jersey. He's he can't be caught. What if he crashes? The NFL really. Yeah, that's true. Let me scroll down here. Todd Moore says the only thing exciting thing this past weekend was the NFL releasing its retro uniforms. Uh, everyone, everyone lit up the Colts. They're Indian, Indianapolis Knights. I've been to Indianapolis. Their nights are not fun. After dark. Retro uniforms. Here's the one thing about the retro uniforms I don't like, though. I'll, I'll talk about this, Todd Morris, real quick. Um, you're right. They are they are cool uniforms, and it's just to sell more merch. We get it. They do the whole. They sell breast cancer jerseys. They sell the retro jerseys. But like they bring out like the Tennessee Oiler ones because it's because Tennessee Titans are were were the Houston Oilers, and they moved over to Tennessee. Um. So now their uniforms is going to be the Oilers, but it's in Tennessee. I what what's with this fucking thing with the mascots? Why don't the mascots stay with the city? 
Who even remember? I mean, I remember the Houston Oilers, but Tennessee fans, they've been, they've been there long enough for God's sakes. They don't give a shit about the Houston Oilers. Like, oh, that, yeah, he said. <laughs> like, and I get it. It's for big things like for the Dodgers and the, thank God it's for the Lakers. Cause the Lakers wouldn't have half their championships if they didn't count the Minnesota Lakers, but the LA Lakers makes no sense. Just like the Utah jazz make no sense. Keep the jazz in New Orleans, keep the Lakers in Minnesota, keep the Oilers in Houston. Why can't the Houston Texans is retro year thing be the Oilers. That wouldn't make sense. Keep these damn mascots in the cities. You imagine if I was legitimately this angry about these things. <laughs> Now, this I agree with. Captain Insano with a great comment. The coach should dress like Bum Phillips during retro uni day. I agree with that just in general. Coaches should be able to dress. The NFL coaches in general should be able to dress how they dress, and only the head coaches. Gone are the days. Vince Lombardi out there in a wool coat and a hat, and Tom Landry with a cowboy hat. Now they're all wearing track suits and Bill Belichick. It starts with Belichick in a hoodie, but they all wear track suits out there. They all look like they're in line for a buffet for a fucking Vegas buffet. Like, what's going on out there? It sucks. It's all part of an athletic training staff. Let's have a little character with these coaches. Bum Phillips had a goddamn piece of straw coming out of his mouth, and it was glad. I mean, it was amazing. says Baltimore will wear Browns uniforms. Yeah, well, at least the Browns stayed in Cleveland, the, the the team name, right? That's a good point. They moved to Baltimore to became different. Right? And then, then at least the Browns got to become the Browns again. The Hornets had to buy back the, the basketball. They had to buy back their name, the Hornets. It left them for a while. Like, who the fuck are the Bobcats? What about the Hornets? I mean, that's what we recognize the team as, as their stupid mascot. Anyway, um, Pete Carroll should dress like Chuck Knox. Pete Carroll should dress like a fucking 9-11 conspiracy theorist. What he said. Doesn't he think 9-11 is in such? Um, he's, just, he's, he's whatever. <laughs> Chuck Knox, just dressing like Chuck Knox in general would be great. <laughs> yeah, he should dress like a fucking, he should dress like Alex Jones. Talk his ridiculous fucking theories. Anyway, we are getting. I like. I like. I love being back here at the commenters. I'm getting way off. <laughs> We're getting way off. Um. Oh, and I will uh, issue a quick apology to Cheers to Beers, who is, says "Infinite in a Box." He's listening with the six-week-old daughter. Well. I'm either apologizing for the comment they, they she heard about, especially about the horse rape, um, or congratulating you on uh, teaching them at a young age and how to really tackle corporate gambling and get inside the box with the man in the box. But let me tell you, let me clear my throat and tell you about uh, Underdog Fantasy. We're brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. The NFL season's right around the corner, as we said. Underdog Pick'em's a great way to get down on a ton of NFL player props and is available in a ton of markets. Plus, plenty of opportunities to win their daily MLB contest. And, of course, make sure to enter Best Ball Mania 4, where first place gets $1 million. Wow. Head over to underdogfantasy.com and use promo code SGPM for 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. 
promo code SGPN. And thank you, by the way, for everyone who's watching live on YouTube. Make sure to smash that subscribe button and like this video on YouTube. You can't just, you know, can't just sit there and not hit the like button. It does nothing for me. I'm just kidding. I don't mind if you do. I'd appreciate if you did it. If you didn't do it, same as well. Just glad you're listening. Glad, glad this isn't going to something other than my insane brain in this box. And we're back on the bottom line, Bob's. Uh, <laughs> I am CJ Sullivan. You guys are the great, wonderful commentators. We have everyone. Shout out to all everyone who's joined the show. Now it's time to really get into this, and I have to finally give out some bombs. We're 30 minutes into the show already. Um, I've, I've, now I've, now I feel, I'm not going to lie. Cheers to beers. I feel a little self-conscious now that uh, you have a six-month, six-week-old daughter. Although she can't, she can't understand what I'm saying, right? Hopefully not. But what if she came up, what if she grew up, though, talking man-in-the-box style, just screaming <laughs> loud and ranting about Bum Phillips and Chuck Knox and 9-11 conspiracy theories? Then I think you'd have a genius on your hand. Always oh, said, you sell my you sell my act. You sell my act to a little girl. She'll be a millionaire overnight. You, with a child's level of TikTok, uh, you know, pewter skills, they're so good at it. You give them my material, I mean, they will be superstars. I did a show, uh, speaking of which, during um, during COVID, our comedy shows we would do on Zoom, which is awful. And I did a Zoom show for kids, speaking of which. We'd, it was like, uh, it was a nightmare. <laughs> it was a Zoom show for kids. It was me, me in a box, and all the kids in the other boxes. We do comedy for them, and all they did was uh, roast me in the chat room the entire time, just like this. But they, but, but they put up like boss baby memes, like they're so good, they're so fast. I'm like Jesus, give guns to the teachers, I say. Um, anyway, <laughs> bottom line, bombs is better than Infowars. Well, thank you for that, Todd Morris. I always say, listen. Alex Jones, I'm a, I'm a combination. I feel like I'm a combination of Alex Jones and Jim Rome. And I do not criticize these guys anymore after doing a show by yourself. You realize how easy it is to let your mind go when you have no one to talk back to and it's just you and a microphone. So, whatever. And I have a lot in common, I say, with Alex, with Alex Jones. Not not any of his beliefs or conspiracies or anything. I, I don't believe in any of that shit. But uh, we both owe a lot of money to people that we're never going to pay. Him to Sandy Hook family members. He'll never pay that amount of money. And me to uh, bookies in Chicago. Anyway, um, welcome back to the Man in the Box. Who are we going to talk about? Let's talk about? Let's talk some lady soccer. Is there a... Uh, there is that. I mean, only real men... SGPN presents <laughs> Real Men of DGEN. Alright, I want to stop that. I, I see where that's going. But I don't mind this uh rack em. <laughs> yeah, no. I get that that's the uh, Jim Rome rack. I, I like I I don't mind Jim Rome either. I do the pause like Jim Rome. Jim I get Jim Rome's pauses as well. Because you your mind just starts going to the left and you have to fucking you have to recenter yourself. People think I might have had a stroke. 
could possibly be. Sometimes I have to realign my strokes. One of my favorite Jim Rome. <laughs> see, see how my mind's going? I want to talk to women in ladies soccer, and I will. The Women's Soccer Cup has started already. America's up 3 nothing. I gave out futures last show. We're on Australia and Brazil. And Canada, I think. Brazil had a nice 4 nothing win over Panama. Um, the unders, by the way, in this Lady Cup. I, and I say lady, and it, it seems derogatory. Like if you see this thumbnail, it says Lady Soccer. It's not. It's a play on... Uh, the college basketball world, how they always call it, like, like the Tennessee Lady Volunteers. It'll be on their jerseys. It always That always baffled me. Like the Lady Scarlet Knights. Like, why are they calling them the Lady? Why can't you just say the women's basketball? Whatever. It's just, I, don't, I always thought that, I always thought that was funny. The Lady Wolverines. <laughs> anyway, it's Lady Soccer with Lady lady announcers for the late, for the Lady World Cup. But anyway, my favorite, one of my favorite Jim Rome things was, uh, I've never listened to him, I mean, forever. He's good on the radio. He had uh, Jose Canseco on, I think, back when, I think he was just out of baseball, Jose Canseco. And he was talking about how he um, was is blackballed from baseball and he can't get, a, can't get a job. This was years ago, obviously. And he's like, yeah, man, Jim, you know, they, I'm just blackballed because all the steroid talk, I can still hit. You know, I can still hit 40 home runs. I can still run a 4-5-40. I do this. I do that. And Rome, and Rome stopped them mid, like mid-phrase. Whoa, 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 whoa. Jose, Jose, whoa, whoa. You hit bombs, all right? No, no, no one denies that. You hit bombs. You're the man. Conseco, you are the man. You hit bombs that go far. But let's get this straight. You do not run a 4-5-40. Let's get that clear right away. You do not still run a 4-5-40. And Kaseko just laughed. Ha <laughs> yeah, whatever. But I always remember that as fucking I, I don't mind Rome. Anyway. Uh even, even though he's whatever. <laughs> he's so he, he's also ridiculous. But I get it. You gotta mark yourself. Good for him. Very successful. Um the picture of him on the throne with the <laughs> like I said, whatever. Do do your thing. Everyone get their get your money, everybody. Uh speaking of getting money, let's put out some lady soccer bombs. So the under is eleven and one so far in this lady soccer world cup. Now the problem with these these games, you don't know when the hell they're happening. They're happening like left and right. There's some at night, there's some in the morning or the next day. So there's two games, and there's a lot of them are heavy favorites. Some some the next couple are actually kind of close. We said earlier, before it was like it was just America and England, maybe. They were the only two teams. And everyone else, the women were just happy to be outside of the house. A lot of a lot of these a lot of a lot of these uh women's soccer teams and athletics, they're hindered by human rights violations, basically. Like, yeah, how's Iran? Well, Iran, uh the their their leading player got stoned to death. For wearing a uh, dress that showed her ankles, so Iran's not going to make it this year. But unfortunately, but great, fortunately, not unfortunately, a lot of the world is now catching up. So we found value with uh, other teams. So a lot of times you'll have like minus sixteen hundred matches. But one way to bet this is to nil. Win to nil is a soccer way to bet it. Like so, let's say you have Japan versus Costa Rica coming up. Japan's going to win. They're like three, 
three goal favorites, which is actually kind of a little bit crazy, not, not too crazy. Uh, but Japan women, they're fine. Costa Rica women, they're they they can't believe they're being valued outside of their fucking their country. They're happy to be out. They're happy to be in Australia. They might not come back. But a good way to bet this, it's three and a half and they're favored by three. So just bet it Japan win to nil. And that's minus 210, which is some heavy juice, but that's what we're going to bet. So Japan win to nil, minus 210. You could also do, they're going to win three nothing, which is plus 450 or two nothing, plus 550. I don't mind spreading it around. Oh, I'll throw that around there too. Try that in a small town, playing women's soccer. Jason Aldean. Um, Jason Aldean, by the way, just to bring that back up from the top of the show, is from uh, is from like Mason, Georgia, which is like 200,000 people. And I'm sure his mansion itself right now is a small town. Anyway, uh, the other one is New Zealand and Philippines. This is a classic ladies soccer. Now, New Zealand is part host of this because it's in Australia and New Zealand. New Zealand always just a neighbor that butts in. Hey, we're part of Australia too. If you're having Australia too, you have to have a New Zealand. New Zealand, unfortunately, had a uh, they had they they won an upset after a uh, they had a shooting right beforehand, which rarely happens in these countries. Well, Australia had a mass shooting like in the seventies, whatever. And then they banned those guns, and they haven't had one since. Funny how that works. Anyway, New Zealand had one, so they all rallied around that. So they're not, these countries, it's not like America. These countries are not used to mass shootings and random shootings and killings like that. We have one in every fucking town. It, having a mass shooting in America barely gets you out of the first round of the playoffs. Now, in these countries, they can ride this pretty far because it's very emotional for them. They, they don't know what this is like. You know? I say that obviously half joking because uh, when the Vegas Golden Knights won the Stanley Cup, I made fun of the Vegas fans for not having to suffer enough for sports fans. And people came on me online and said, we had a mass shooting. We deserve it. First of all, that has nothing to do with sports. And second of all, get in line when it comes to American mass shootings. They should, we, should have a, we should have a brackets of who deserves it more with them. <laughs> <laughs> with the murders, with the towns and their random shootings. But the point is New Zealand is not used to violence like we are. So they're going to rally around this. And you can beat, you can have them to beat the Philippines to nil, as they say in soccer, at minus 120. So that's my favorite lady bomb. Uh, rally around the mass shooting. New Zealand hosting it. The lady black, the lady, the lady all blacks. Is that their name? That can't be right, right? Because it's New Zealand all blacks. That's a rugby team. It's their mascot. I'm not saying anything. Trust me, I don't think there's too many black people down there. Uh, but it's the lady all blacks would be a pretty amazing name. Just on that alone, let's go New Zealand to win the nail minus one twenty. Bomb that. So those are two lady soccer bombs plus a prop for the uh, three nothing. Rack them. It's right. Let me. Uh, oh, let me hide that. Jeez, Louise. I've got to get these comments off the thing. That's the problem too. I, I leave the comments on the board. I love all your comments coming in here, and I love putting them up there. But uh, occasionally I leave it up there too long because I forget about it, and then when I cut off clips, sometimes I'm like, well, 
Well, what's the fun contest? You knows who knows what kind of rant I'm going to go on where you're going to get a cut. We're going to get a clip. And then your comment might be on there and li and live in viral infamy on YouTube and TikToks. And then you too can get commented on by people anonymously on the internet. Trust me, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> people call you fucking every name in the book just because why not? Why wouldn't you do that? I told you the other day, I told you guys, normally the comments about me on YouTube and shit like that are, are very similar. They pick on the same traits, which I get. But then one guy called me short and bald. I was like, what? I'm sitting in a chair. What do you, what do you, what do you know? And I had a hat on. First of all, I'm not bald. I have very thick hair. Balding, maybe. Who knows? I don't care. That's a difference. Um, Todd Morris wants a deep dive in the future. It's a Pac-12 football season. Um, that's a good point, Pac, uh, Todd Morris. I will be having some college futures coming up, obviously, as these sports are winding down. Um, maybe Wednesday I'll start it off. I'll start off a schedule and I'll do uh, some conference uh you know I got you know I love some I love me some Pac twelve. I love Pac twelve. I love uh the beef, love the coog. And uh well yeah, we'll get into that this week. So don't worry about that. I'll have all your futures and football futures coming up. This is the month to do it because trust me, there is nothing else going on. I mean I like baseball. I bet baseball. It's baseball's tough. It's a marathon. You can't go up and downs. There is one bomb I'll give out today for the baseball bomb, and that is uh, Dodgers in Toronto. The over is nine and a half. I might as well toss that in there as this clock is ticking. Over nine and a half, bomb that. It is who's pitching? Grove is pitching for the Dodgers. Barrios for Toronto. Um, Barrios. Grove is a bad matchup for Toronto. Can be hit or miss. No pun intended. With their offense. But they, they they match up pretty well versus Grove. The Dodgers are just scoring 15 fucking runs a game, it seems like. I mean, it's just insane what they're doing. They'll rack up Barrio. So I like the only thing I don't like about it is just I just Monday baseball games are different when they come with the weekend travel after a weekend series starting right off. But all things aside, this game's played normally. This should clearly this should clear the over of nine and a half pretty easy. So there it is. There's a baseball bomb and some lady soccer bombs. Let's keep out giving out winners along with plenty of conspiracy theory. <laughs> Alex Jones, Jim Rome, hot takes. And with that, man, we got a, we already got a bad beat. We gave out Sam Kerr, who's Australia's soccer star to win the golden, the golden boot award, the lady golden boot, the lady high heel golden boot. Um, she got hurt in practice. So she didn't even play the first game. I don't think she's playing the second game either. Uh, so that's fucked. Oh, well. What are you going to do? I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to go right to the box now. Let's get to the box. I am the man. This is the man in the box office. It is... Um, like I said, it's the end of July, it's summer movie season. That was a big story this weekend, huh? Barbenheimer. Let's look up uh, their stats. That's all people talked about on Twitter, which is now X today, called Elon Musk. What the fuck is Elon Musk doing? Although, I won't get too into that. 
Elon Musk criticism is over over the top. Like, what are you doing to Twitter? They're acting like he ruined it. It was ruined before he got it. He's just calling it exorcism. Whatever. This sinking ship. I might as well do it my way. What a dumb, what a dumb thing to do though, to change a, a brand name to something else. Um, all right. So they talked about Barbie and Oppenheimer. Those two movies. Christ almighty. You just type in Barbie and Google and all of a sudden the pink shit comes. People, uh, People love talking about the box office. First of all, when did we start getting into box office? Like that's all people care about now. I, I don't, I don't like, I don't like where this has gone as far as movies go. I mean, this has happened years ago, where box office is everything with movies, and people openly root for or against movies to fail, and they only give it like a day, and that's it. It's a failure. Like they're already predicting box office numbers Saturday morning. Saturday morning. The fuck? It just opened Friday night. Yeah, but we know what's gonna happen here. So Barbie did like 150 million, I guess, and Oppenheimer did 75. They count, and they're talking about all the records are breaking, I guess, for a female director for Barbie. Which good for her, whatever. And Oppenheimer, 80 million. That did better than expectations, too. What's weird about box offices, they they count it by how much money the movie makes by ticket cost. So that's odd. So of course these movies are going to make a lot more than something did 10 years ago or 20 years ago. Oppenheimer, the fucking movie, like <laughs> the tickets are like $45 because they're like, you have to see it on an IMAX with 70 millimeters. That's what Christopher Nolan recommends. Oh, does he? I'm sure he does. I'm sure he recommends that I fucking watch it in his backyard for $10,000 as well. If it'll help. So cinemiles are traveling across states to see it in a 70 millimeter. I wouldn't know the fucking difference between a 70 millimeter film and a digitized animation on my phone. How about I watch it the way it's intended to watch it, Nolan, on a tablet, on my watch, on the, on the, on the toilet. How about that? I want to do that in about two weeks when it comes there. Just kidding. I'll try to see that. And the Barbie... How can you not be shocked by it? I mean, it? To talk about publicity, holy shit, did they want full on the publicity? Which I get. Whatever. Hate to be a third movie this weekend. My God. They're like, see, two movies can survive. W when did this happen? It used to be only one movie. It's just super. And it's movies aren't dead. It's not just superheroes. Yeah, great. Now it's about a toy. Fun, and I'm not. Listen, I'm not even against Barbie. I'm not gonna. I probably won't say it. I do like the criticisms of it. The right, uh, the right boycotting that too. They love fucking boycotting everything. They said it was man, man hating. It's, <laughs> which is funny because they complain about gender roles not being, you know, definitive. They hate the merging of that. Well, then you have something like this which is Barbie, a toy for girls, a doll, a famous one. Well, then what, why, why are you even seeing it? Then, of course, it's going to be anti-man. Why, why? It's a fucking girl's doll. That's the whole point of it. It should be anti-male. It's, it's Barbie. It's for girls. And it's for boys, I'm saying. Whatever. It can be for whoever you want. But I'm saying 
is which way do you want it? Do you, you <laughs> which way do you want? That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> I caught myself. Hey, which way do you want it, kid? Tell me. Decide. Write down on that list which way you want it. Ah, now that's a great comment, Todd Morris. I'll get to that. I'll get to Oppenheimer's in, but they definitely you should have used some bottom line bombs for the sound effect in Oppenheimer. <laughs> People were complaining about that. Then they were complaining that there wasn't enough women in Oppenheimer. I go, woman didn't talk like 20 minutes into it. Then there's a sex scene. Yeah, well, it's a biography about the guy who invented the atom bomb. Jesus Christ. We just wanted to write that in there. Well, just saying. Could have been more women in there. Put a little more Barbies in the bombs, please. Bombs and Barbies. There's a lot of criticism for both. But um And then they're saying they can't believe the script. I don't know. I I've heard both sides of Barbie. It's it's so it's driving me crazy. Some people love it, some people hate it. And like this is someone and that's someone wrote, this is an underappreciated audience. Women when have women been an underappreciated movie audience? It's a per this is a perfect move. This is, I I thought Barbie was gonna set a billion dollar record because it's women. It's, it's great towards women. And you know, and so you have girls. I don't know, is this PG? I don't even know what the fuck is it rated. Can kids see this? I know Greta Gerwig, uh she has a history. Um <laughs> I don't know. But women in general, they still like shit like, like girls do. Like if you want to date, they want to go like pumpkin patch, thing, apple picking, and fucking go to state fairs because they all like the same shit. So, of course, adult women are going to love Barbie doll kid as a movie. But I just say it. I mean, it's Margot Robbie, for God's sakes. A real life Barbie. Uh, so I don't care who she is. Anyway, the point is, I don't know if I had a fucking point. The box office, and I just hate the reporting of the box office, and what just, and people rooting for it and rooting against it, and like who stop? Who, it doesn't even fucking affect you. These are other people making money. This is proof they support the strikes. We're throwing money hand and fist. First of all, 150, 150 million. For Barbie, that's great. Seventy million for Oppenheimer, I think, is thirty-five tickets with the IMAX the way it costs. Anyway, <laughs> I really fucking, I really went all over the place with this. I don't even know what I'm talking about anymore, and I haven't seen it yet. Like I said, I did see Mission Impossible. So all that in the theater, and that's the other thing too. Like people don't want to go to the theater anymore. Then they make it too comp, so they have to because they are they are competing against your homes. But people just people are slowly coming back from COVID. They're saying that with baseball too. This is how I'm bringing it back to sports. Like baseball attendance is back because of the new rules. Yeah, no, or or it's because COVID is letting up. You think people are showing up to see a pitch clock and a stolen bases? Because people are coming back out. But anyway. Um, but these movie theaters, my God, they put these 
they have to compete with your home. So they have like lounge chairs, you know, to sit back and you're like fall to sleep and it's so comfortable. I'm like, there's nothing like sitting back and eat lazy boy getting served, uh, <laughs> served an appetizer and an IPA as you're watching the inventor of the atom bomb wipe out a nation of three million nations worth of people and kind of feel bad about it. That's the movie going experience you want in America. Bomb that up, Bombenheimer. Um, anyway, we're at 55 minutes. I'm gonna have to wrap up the song. That was Man in a Box. Let me get out of it. Let me get out and go back to that's gonna do it to work today's bottom line bombs. I gave out the uh. Picks the baseball, the one over of Dodgers over, and uh, the three lady soccer bomb picks. And that was a kind of a convoluted uh, man in the box there about box, man in the box office. I didn't even focus on my my rant. I should have focused more. You know what got me going was that it was all that just Sandusky and horse ways, Northwestern stuff that, that you guys did. Personally, I'm blaming you guys. Just kidding. Uh, anyway, we're back. Uh, we'll be here live again Wednesday, one o'clock Pacific. An hour later, so the boys can get their team reviews in. And then, as I said, come football season, we're going to change to a much earlier time. So I'm going to have a Monday morning show out here at least, 10 a.m., 1 o'clock Eastern. Um, so get your all football reactions, and I'll have Monday Night Football to talk about. Then I'm going to do a Thursday show. I'm going to join Picks Dundee for his college top 25 show on Monday. It's going to be a lot more Man in the Box coming around on SGPN. Don't forget to join our Patreon. Uh, leave a five-star review. For bottom line bombs or right, whatever you want to do. Make sure you subscribe. Tell 50,000 of your friends if you can to do that. Um, subscribe to my other podcast, The Blackout Diaries. I do with Sean Flannery. He also, he, <laughs> it was a drinking, if you like drinking stories. And it's a hilarious comedy show. That you can find that anywhere pods are found. Um, like I said, I stopped drinking. This is my phrase. Someone someone called me a quitter the other day. That, that's a typical thing. Yeah, what are you, a quitter? You quit drinking? No, just giving you time to catch up. <laughs> Isn't that a fun little aggressive stupid t-shirt? Anyway, um, that's going to do it for today. So follow me on all the Instagrams, of course, and Twitters and all the social medias. At CJ Sullivan was taken for Instagram. At CJ Sullivan underscore for Twitter. Uh, keep updates. My, and YouTube. Make sure you follow Bottom Line Bombs on YouTube because that's where you get your man-in-the-box daily clips I throw out there. I throw them everywhere, but YouTube is where I need to focus out. You can watch the show on YouTube. Um, yeah, good luck with the bombs. And I will be... I think you talked me into it, Todd Morris. I want to be doing some... I'm going to splash in some deep Bottom Line Bombs futures for college football and NFL for divisions and conferences. That'll... That'll get me through this fucking month before football starts, right? All right. Sounds good. And with that going, see ya.